Finally, a Jet has made it to a Super Bowl. I mean, how about that? Solomon Thomas with us right now. Uh, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing well. I say that. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm a Jet fan frustrated for 40 years. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, I, I, I love that you're here. I love that you're sitting next to me. I would love to actually just one day watch my team play in the Super Bowl. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Now it's going to happen. You know, uh, Coach is bringing the culture. You know, he's, yep. he's really changing that place around. So, uh, well, He was on our show, Robert Sala. Okay. Uh, tell us something about Sala we don't know. Like, is, is there a sneaky sense of humor in there somewhere? Like, tell us something we don't <laughs> don't know about Robert's uh, Robert Sal because I mean, he seems very yeah. serious. Yeah, you know? no, no, he is very serious, but right. he's also he's also funny. He, he smiles, he laughs. He's not military like at all, but he's very, very intense, very passionate. He cares a lot about the game, cares a lot, a lot about his players. Um, you know, he loves he loves to work out. He's you know strong, big strong guy. Like he loves loves football. Played Division two. Um, you know, he, he's a oh, he's a big storyteller. Really. Big story. Every good season. stories, though, or like yeah, yeah, whoppers some, that you're like, come some, on, Robert. Some, let's... Some, some, because, some it, listen, the, the key to a good story is it has to be an interesting story, right? Yeah, yeah so good. some of them are, I would say 90% of them are probably not real. <laughs> oh. 10%, 10 of them. Like, Wait, like what? What is one of the stories he's told you that's not real? Well, well that like, you knew wasn't so real like, as he was telling it. It would be like, it would like be like my son, my son, Sammy, um, you know, you know, he had a problem sucking his thumb, so I had to put something on his thumb and like it, it equates to something that we can take on the field somehow yeah like it will start there but somehow it'll be like well Sammy like you know and then like I don't know how did like, he yeah. weave sucking your thumb into how you guys should go out and play he, he finds a way but like that, that's how they go but like he has some, some real stories like the story of like how Stanford happened like the University of Stanford was created and, like, that's where you went when, where I went so yes. I, I remember I love that story but he's he's a good storyteller I will say that all his stories, do we love him? No. Are there some that we do? Yes. Are there some we don't? Yes. It's a it's a heady play, though, bringing his kids into it, because you're not going to assume he's lying about his kids in yeah. the stories. Well, then, during camp, he had his oldest son working, like, kind of like, not really working, but helping out with stuff. He yeah. Was he wasn't in school yet. So he said a story with his, his oldest son in it, and then we asked his oldest son, and he's like, no, it's not true. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so, so he kind of write it on dad. So, yeah. yeah. So he, the next meeting, he's, he started, he's like, I heard I heard my son snitched on me. He's like, he's like, so you guys know the truth. It wasn't true. Wait, <laughs> so, I love you guys trying to verify your stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we, I'm we, just we, imagining his yeah. sons and you guys are like, suck your thumb, suck your thumb. Show us how he taught you. <laughs> it was about trying to get him how to stop sucking. That was, yeah. a, that was, that was a story. But yeah. uh, tell us, uh, what was your reaction? Like, I, I, listen, as a Jet fan, I felt like it was a bit overblown but when Zach Wilson answers that question of did you let your defense down what was your reaction to it yeah I mean like you said it was for sure overblown it was the media made it a super huge deal um obviously like it's not the answer we wanted our quarterback to say of course and, and you know like obviously we're upset for a second but then we know he's our teammate we know he doesn't mean ill will and we know he's young he's, he's out there trying to win with you guys he's, he's trying to win like yeah. Zach's putting his all in this game and you know, he came into our, into our into our defensive defensive room. He stood up in front of the whole team, apologized, and we're like, you know, we, we forgive you. We got your back. Obviously, at that time, we moved on to Mike White, but it's not like you know we were mad at Zach. We we're like, okay, we forgive you, but we're moving on like with our best chances to win. Do you think the team still believes he could be a guy that leads them to to a Super Bowl? I, I still think the team believes, and, and then the players believe that Zach is going to be a great quarterback. Right. 
Okay. I don't know if it's going to be for the Jets. I don't know who it's going to be for, but I personally believe my belief is that Zach Wilson will be a talented quarterback. In the Do you marvel the way we marvel at Joe Flacco's ability to? Well, well, first off, let's start here. Do you marvel the way we marvel that Joe Flacco's hair never seems to move? <laughs> Honestly, I haven't paid attention no. to Joe's hair like that. Really? But <laughs> I mean, how could how could you not? I mean. <laughs> but Joe Joe's awesome. He's a great great vet, great leader. But he's he has the rare ability to to be one of those guys that will actually like he he started a couple yeah. of games. He had a big win for you against Cleveland. Yeah, huge one. A huge game. Um. But when he takes the helmet off after actually playing in a game, it appears that Joe hasn't played in a football game, right? <laughs> it's, it's not looking wet or messed up at all. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like straight. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess he's got the secrets. I got to talk. Would to you Joe. prefer like he just goes and messes up a little? Like, okay, thank God. Like yeah. Joe struggles a little bit. He's trying <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to get on Joe. Yeah. I don't know how how to go about this, but I desperately want Aaron Rodgers to be the Jets' quarterback. Uh-oh. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I mean, Solomon. I'm thinking. This is a chance for you and I together yeah. uh, because, listen, you play for them. I love them. Uh, I've loved them for 40 years. Uh, how do we get Aaron Rodgers over? Like, he's going to do this four-night darkness thing where he's yeah. going to go think about it after, yeah. <laughs> after the Super Bowl, yeah. which is really, really weird. But Aaron's a weird guy. But <laughs> I think with Aaron, you guys probably make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the piece we're missing right now. It's just a, yeah. a veteran quarterback who, can take us, who has won games before, who has an experience in the leadership to get us in. Right. We have the defense. We have the special teams. And, you know, we have great offensive players on us. We plug in that quarterback. I feel like we can do special things. Uh, Billy, you were like, you're wondering about the four-night darkness thing, too. No. Oh, I saw, I saw, I saw about uh, it. Hopefully he takes enough of whatever it is yeah. he's taking and comes out and says, I want to be a Jet. I yeah. mean, how about that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's kind of meditating on the Jets. So that's what we'll put out. Wherever he is, wherever he's meditating, we'll just go Jets. So you're, you're a finalist for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and you do a lot with your foundation. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So my, my family and I, we started the Lee Defensive Line. Um, it's my family's foundation. In honor of my sister, Ella, and who died by suicide in 2018. So we're a suicide prevention, um, mental health foundation, um, nonprofit. Uh, our mission is to end the epidemic and use suicide, especially for young people of color, by transforming the way you connect and people with mental health. And we're doing this by we're going into schools and we're running these suicide prevention programs. Well, it's, it's schools, it's business programs, um, you know, it's college, collegiate sports programs. We're going in there, we're running these suicide prevention programs, teaching people how to talk about mental health, how to have the conversations, how to look for warning signs if a teacher, a coworker, um, you know, you know, a student athlete, a student is struggling, how to, how to look for that, how to assess it, how to talk about it, what to do in crisis situations, how to have an action plan for yourself, for your students, for those around you, and just to create a safer mental health environment for all those around us. Just because when, when, when you're at home, you know, your, your family, your friends, um, they don't see what you go through every day at work or, or in the locker room or, um, or, or at business. Like, you, those your coworkers, your student athletes, your coach, the ones, your teachers are the ones who see you. So we're trying to teach them how to handle situations because they're most likely the ones who are going to see those behavior changes or see you guys struggling. So we're really just trying to create a safe and environment for everyone, so everyone can can be there for each other, be there for themselves, and we help. We can save lives through your experience uh, with this. Why have you like? What's the reason people find it so difficult to talk about this? What do you generally? hear from people as to why it's so hard just to because it's something that is kind of hit close and home, you know hit close to home with my family and so I'm wondering and I'm glad that the person who was going through it actually spoke to me about it but why do you think it's so hard for others to speak about it um, I mean there's a lot of reasons going back back to the stigma but for me it's a lot of 
um, not having the awareness, not having the right education, um, you know, the stigma that, you know, feelings, emotions, mental health is a weakness, that it's something you can just get over. Um, it's not true. Mental health is, is your, it's a, a scientific disease where your brain, the brain's way of telling you, hey, I'm not getting the right chemicals to my brain. I'm not blocking enough cortisol. I'm not getting the right, right enough serotonin, dopamine, whatever it is. Your brain's not getting the right chemicals so you can feel happy, so you can really process your sadness, so you can feel like, like, you're doing okay. Um, so it starts with a lot of that and, and a lot of that that a lot of that has been kinda presented by male culture about being tough, being a man, you know, not being able to cry, not being able to talk about these things. So it starts with a lot of a lot of men, but it also starts just with a total stigma against mental health. Um, but, but ultimately we need to let people know it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to feel sad, it's okay to feel anxious, it's okay to feel depressed. You can't control it. You can't control right. it. And, and, there's nothing wrong with you. There's so many people alike who are going through this problem. So it's important to have this conversation. It's important to talk about it. It's important to understand there's help out there. There's hope. There's therapy. There's meditation. There's people who care and want you here. Um, and that's what we're trying to reprogram and redesign. The language around mental health, the stigma, erase the stigma around mental health. Just let people know that they can be themselves. They can be free. They can take care of themselves and they're loved. That is uh, well, it's well said and you're doing fantastic work. Um, I found it interesting. Why did your family move? You moved to Australia for five years when you were a kid, um, and you were very young. Why? And do you remember anything about Sydney, Australia? I only ask that because I have two friends who live out there, so they love it there. Yeah, no, I, I love love Australia. It's, it's a close place in my heart. We moved out there for my dad's job. He was working for Parker Game at the time. He was an international sales manager. Um, but, you know, we were stationed out there for five years, amazing five years. I remember more towards the end. I did first grade out there in kindergarten. Um, it was just fun, you know, you know, just going to the beach every day after school. Uh, it's a way of life out there. It was, it was really cool, really free, really happy and accepting people. And, and you know, I really enjoyed my time. It doesn't sound like New York at all. Yeah, why did you, you come back? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm from so, New York. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love New York, too. It's definitely different. But I love my New York people. I love, I love the area of New York as well. Uh, what do you love most about New York? Oh, the food, man. Yeah, you it's so go good. anywhere and have yeah. the best, best food of your life. It's the best pizza yeah. ever, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The pizza's so good. It's so good. <laughs> What's your pizza place of choice? Ah, uh, Lucali's. Really? Yeah, Lucali's in Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah, so good, man. If you get out to Long Island, you have to try Carlo's Pizza, okay? Okay, okay I'll try Carlo's. It's yeah. the greatest slice I've ever had. Okay. How do you prefer your pizza? Oh, Billy, we're in Billy's Blue no, House. I'm, I'm just, I'm very surprised because every time Australia comes up, he tells us about his friends that own well, a taco chain in they Australia. They do. They actually have one in Chicago now. So oh, no way. Okay. Yeah, but you don't go back there, do you? Yeah, we'll, we normally, we would go back like every few years. Right. Last time we went back was 2018. Okay. Well, what, next time you go back, walk into a place called Guzmani Gomez. There's like a thousand of them, okay? Ask for Steve or Rob. Tell them Stigat said, they I'm won't doing a commercial there. here. They won't be there, but believe me, the word will get back to them. Okay. And you tell them tacos on me. You tell them tacos on Stigat and Billy. Okay? I will. I will. Right, leave Billy out of it. He wants nothing to do with <laughs> it. It's not going to work for you. But I was in Billy's wheelhouse of pizza. Like, he does okay. like pizza. Uh -huh. so how do, uh, well, you don't love pizza now? I'm a pizza guy, man. Well, I love I'm, pizza. How do you like your pizza, Solomon? I like... Uh, Honestly, like, plain pizza. Like, oh, how do I like it? Like, yeah. really, like, I don't know. However, it's good. Well, but, but, that's like, exactly right. There's very few bad pizzas. I mean, honestly, like, what the place recommends, like, when I go to Lucali's, ask them what, what's their fresh ingredients or whatever it is. Right. If I go to another like pizza place, I'll get pepperoni or whatever. But yeah, it's I, I really, is so good. I, I love I love all pizza. I love all food. Right. So 
as long as it's good, put it in front of me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So it's hard L- to mess up. Little fountain coke too, right? You have, yeah, uh, you gotta have a fountain coke. Sometimes, right? sometimes not every time, but sometimes. I mean, there's something different about a fountain coke. Yeah. It's different than coke in a bottle, you know. Definitely, definitely. I agree with that. <laughs> All right. All right, man. We appreciate uh, your time. Good luck with the uh, with the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and uh, uh, continue the good work with your uh, foundation, man. You're a good man, and hopefully, I'll see you play in a Super Bowl soon. Yes, sir. I'm hoping so as well. Let's go, Jets. Yeah. All right. Let's get Aaron to take enough of whatever it is he's going to take. Okay. <laughs>